Are you a hot mess? Do you find your life perpetually out of balance? Do the scales of your life look like this? <laughs> exactly. Well, you're in luck because today's episode, we're going to be talking about balance in life, what it is, maybe how to find it, maybe how to live without it, that type of stuff, and yeah. other things too. This is the Existential So Podcast. I'm Randy. That's Danny. What's going on, Danny? What's up, Randy? Yeah, I think that was the most like generalized introduction. We're just going to talk about anything related to balance, <laughs> scales, weight, time, weight, weight <laughs> dimensions. <laughs> Next time on the Existential Talk Podcast. <laughs> Geometry. Um, no. So, Danny, is yeah. your life balanced? I mean, I keep trying to make it balanced, right? I mean, I think we all want it to be balanced. You know, because you always hear stuff like, you know, work-life balance, you know, uh, you know, friendship and, like, you know, relationship balance and all that stuff and all these things we got to balance and, you know, whatever. And it's funny because I was just saying to, uh, to Anna the other day, I was like, you know, if I I know like if I lived alone, I could imagine like working twenty four seven. Like I know I could do it, and I know I probably would because like I would just like it would probably be a distraction, right? And it would pour myself into that. But like I try really hard not to do that because I don't think it's a good idea, and I don't want to do that either, you know. But I do feel like it's a struggle sometimes because I do still find myself like there's days where I work like if I'm doing something and it's going well, I'll work. I'll just keep doing it all day, you know. And don't stop and don't do other things. And I think it's really hard to find that that balance. But I've been trying to a lot recently. And I think it's it's been paying off. You know, some things have been working, some haven't. But, you know, I still mm-hmm. get like these. I still find myself going through like uh, like peaks and valleys, you know, where you do like doing a, like too much, burning myself out. And then, you know, and like mm-hmm. still and I'm trying to get to a point where that's not the case anymore, where it's more like a more like a level line. Yeah. I mean, if you could strike the golden mean and kind of stay there, that's the ideal. But yeah, right. Man, me recently, my pendulum has been swinging back and forth all over the place. I'm like a freaking newborn. I don't know what the heck I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what I have, right? And I think, and I think, because you know, like different stresses in life. I mean, you know, life's tricky because it changes all the time. You know, even when you think you have things going a certain way, something <sighs> happens. New stresses, new things. You know, you make you make changes because you're an idiot, right? <laughs> And then you got to deal with them. Yeah. Well, that's that's the damnedest thing is like once you think you have anything figured out, it's like automatically about to get smacked upside the head. And that's what happened. I mean, I thought I had stuff pretty well figured out. And that was my biggest mistake that I've made in a long time. Because then you get comfortable and then you get willing to make changes. That's what it Mm. is. Yeah. Yeah. You get bold. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, hmm. Well, let me also say that I also think it's important, too, because I think also for myself, like, it's so easy to fall on one side or the other, like, where you also not just working all the time, but doing nothing, you know, because I've experienced that, too, like, when I was really depressed, and I know you have, too, where you just don't do anything, and you just kind of make it worse, like, you're in your own pity party, right? And it just keeps, like, it's like a snowball, it just keeps getting exponentially worse day by day until you finally break it. But I think both of them are, like, represent the extremes if you think of like aristotle you mentioned the golden mean right finding that like golden mean that middle area is like where i think we all want to be where we have time for ourselves time for our loved ones get done what we want to get done so we feel like achieve achievement success and it is like not clear what that line is (laughs) not at all you know it's a son of a gun that we idolize these people who are complete who have no balance at all 
whatsoever in their life. Like yep. I remember growing up with like musicians like Beethoven and Mozart and all these, like completely off the scale, just no balance at all in their life. They probably yep. couldn't even dress themselves, but they were phenomenal piano players. <laughs> yeah. And like that's what we aspire to. You know, these people Dude. who can't do anything except for one thing and they're the best in the world at it and we want to be them. Well, it's even funny, people that like like idolize like Musk because of his money and stuff. He's been sleeping at Twitter. Literally sleeping there. He's been working yeah. there so much. Like, do you really want that? No, I don't want this. <laughs> Jeez. That's crazy. Yeah. You know, like it's like like yeah, we forget. We forget. One of the one of the things that I found help well, I mean, not like I'm any expert on this, but you know, us is taking it one day at a time. So because like I try and make every day my perfect day. And when I was younger, I didn't really have habits build up that I would do every day. And because of that, it was always very, very spotty if I was doing stuff, if I wasn't doing it, and it was like all over the place. But as I've gotten older, particularly in the past maybe like five years, I've really developed these daily habits that I do just every day. And they're part of like what I would consider an ideal day. But it's, uh, I think that's kind of helpful for finding the balance because then like I can do it and it may take a half an hour or something to do it, but then it's done. I'm not, I'm not spending, you know, 12 hours of the day doing it, but I'm also not do, spending no time doing it. And uh, I did see something. They did a study. This blew my mind. Okay. That you, it's actually more beneficial. You will learn something more quickly. Uh, if you do it for five minutes a day, than if you do it one time a week for three hours, that makes sense. So you could spend 35 minutes doing it five minutes a day, better results than if you do it for three hours, but only one time a week. That's because that like, because it blew my mind, but it makes sense. You're reinforcing it every day though. You're not because every, if you do it once a week, you make a whole week in between. So you forget it. Probably you probably forget ninety percent of it or ninety nine percent of it. Mm-hmm. Most people don't have that good of a memory, but by reinforcing it every day, and like we've said before, you're the, one of those people that does that thing now. So you mm-hmm. are that kind of person. True. You know, you've made it part of your life. But I like what you said about habits because I think that I, you know, like I, I agree with you. It's probably been about the past five years where I've actually maybe been able to develop some actually consistent habits. I've had habits before, but like really ones that I think are I've chosen that are better for me. You know, and all, and like they really do help because it's like an anchor. And it's a good way to kind of like it's struck. It gives you some structure and some control. Not like I'm not talking about like, you know, having a calendar where I have every five minute blocked out. I'm not saying that, but like having just like a few activities that I know I'm going to do every day. It breaks up my day. It gives it some structure. It gives you more sense of control. And it kind of also allows you to do some things you want to do and also some things you need to do. Like, you know, like like, for instance, like. I, you know, I walk my dog twice a day. I have, you know, journaling. I do like, you know, I always set aside time for reading. If only, you know, at least like 30 minutes, like that kind of stuff where like, you know, some is fun for me. Some's just stuff I got to do, but it's like good. It gets me out of the house. It's exercise, you know, that kind of stuff. I think is very helpful for finding that balance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Because it, it, yeah, it prevents you from both ends of the pendulum. You really only kind of hit the middle when you do it a little bit every day. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think, well, I think too, personally, like what a lot of us struggle with too, is like making time for things that we love and like things that we want that like enrich our lives, whether it's like spending time, like, like this has been great for us. Cause like we, we absolutely always meet 
every week to chat and hang out for like at least an hour, right? And that's been great. And we've been doing that for years now. And it's like, I look forward to it every week, you know, like setting aside time like that for like friends, for loved ones so that you, you're not just, you're not just letting your life slide by you, you know? And like, mm-hmm. because you're distracted with other things, you're actually doing stuff you want to do. I remember, um, do you remember when we read that book, The Artist's Way and did that together? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I still do that where I scheduling, um, scheduling like what she called artist dates, you know, but yeah. I do it like a hobby, a hobby date. I guess right uh-huh. the time for myself to go do something I want to do like uh, I try to do it for like hiking and for photography and it works really uh-huh. well because at least that way I know like every week I'm like every week or two I'm going to do that you know and so it's like fun mm-hmm. granted weather permitting sometimes but like you know it gives you a yeah. chance to like know that you're going to do something you want to do and you have it set aside you're not stressed about making time for it you know it makes it a lot easier yeah and I really like those things because it you weren't depending upon other people for it. You know, it was like with yeah. you and you and that's it. And you were doing something you enjoyed and it was like a gift you were given to yourself. I think that was great because you could just, uh, you know, do whatever the heck you wanted to do and actually enjoy it. Not feel guilty. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And even if, even if you, I mean, like, even like, I mean, I'll speak from my own experience, I guess. Like, even if you wanted to do it with other people, like photography, some, it's so easy to find groups now with like you know social media and stuff that like in your own town that do it so if you really Mm -hmm. want to do it with other people it's not hard to find that and you get the same kind of thing you still get a date set you still get you know a time to go out and enjoy it whether it's like you know whatever it is could be bird watching could be that you know could be any other thing Mm -hmm. yeah so i think we've covered how to what were we even talking about today i'm kind of tired today i haven't found i I haven't found balance in my sleep recently i'm like so out of it oof Oh, my sleep's been a total mess too. I know it's it's hard. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, changes, yeah. right? Changes make things hard. To, it makes it hard to sleep. Yeah, tell me about it. Oh my goodness. Um, hmm. Well, you know, I'll say this then too, because we talked about this before. Also, that I think you know, especially in the U.S., I'm sure this is the way other places, because we idolize money so much. We tend to think that, like, if we're not making money from something, it's not worthwhile. I think this is why I think this is why people don't enrich themselves by, like, learning more on their own and teaching themselves. I think it's why people don't have hobbies. I think it's why people don't have a lot of things that they do. Like, most people I know, they do two things. They work, or they, three things. They work, they go on social media, and they watch TV. Mm. The latter two are their relaxation. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and, like, to me, like, it's not, I don't know, that's not a good way to do it. Because, like, TV and social media have replaced. Don't get me wrong, I'm not, I'm not judging. But, like, you need other stuff, other activities, other things that can be successful. You need things that have no stakes. It doesn't matter if you make money. It's just fun to do. Because life is about, like, experiences broadly, not just, like, I think, this narrow range. Could you imagine growing up back in the day before social media, before TV? I mean... Even with well, we did grow TV, up before social media, but yeah. 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 Like imagine growing up in our parents' day and well, no, maybe our grandparents' pet day and age, you know? You just go meet yeah. with friends, do whatever. Hmm. Well, you know, I think even when we grew up, it was different because we had video games, we had TV, but you there was no internet really. So like video mm-hmm. games you played in the same room together, which is very different, I think, than playing online with people. So it was still like a collective activity. And, like, I spent a ton of time outside because TV, there wasn't, like, a lot of TV on. Now there's so much content. 
with social media and with like cable and stuff like because i'm talking pre-cable and stuff there was like there was not that much to watch anyway it wasn't like it was a thing mm -hmm. that we did all the time i think it's it's dramatically shifted to just screens yeah. all the time and i think you know a lot of people it's not it's not that good for you need to do other stuff mm -hmm. and stuff you want to do like stuff that brings you joy and doesn't have that pressure of making money from it doesn't have that pressure of you know whatever because i think a lot of times too like at least for me like that's how I found the things that I most wanted to do in life too, is the things that just, I just interested me, you know? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like, um, nope, there it went. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The mine is gone today. <laughs> That's all right. It happens. The rough yeah. habits day. I'll carry oh it today. Jesus yeah, right? Christ. I know, right? Oh, finding balance in life. I, yeah. But you know, I've read these books where they talk about, ah, oh, maybe you shouldn't have balance. Like, if you're trying to do anything, you should just be completely out of balance and just focusing on doing that one thing to achieve it. Like, you should only ever have one goal and just focus on the one goal. And then when you get that thing, then you can focus on another thing. But a lot of people get distracted with too many goals. They never get done the stuff that they need to do. I do agree with that. No, I actually think that you're right. Like, if you really want something, sometimes you have to lean in heavy on that side to make it work. I mean, I think we've done that, like, with the programming boot camp. Like, I've leaned in really heavy to it. But it's worked out. But I'm also, because I want to change careers and stuff. But I still set aside time for other stuff. I think mm -hmm. people misinterpret that, where they think it has to be, like, these, what do they call, like, A-type persons, you know, like, work workaholics, yeah. like, kind of. Yeah. yeah, I don't think, I mean, I think, yes, if you want to start a small business, if you want to start learning something new, you do need to lean in. You need to be able to say, like, I'm not going to go out with friends. I'm not going to do most of the things I normally would do because they're all distractions. I'm going to put my phone away. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to focus on this. And that's hard mm -hmm. for a lot of people. But you can make anything happen if you do that. I do agree with you. But you still mm -hmm. need other things in your life. You still need a balance of other stuff because I can't, I know personally, I can't do that 24-7. I burn out. Yeah, and also maybe like underestimating how much time we actually have. Like I think I think I think we do two things. I think we both simultaneously underestimate underestimate how much time we have and we yeah. overestimate how much time we have. But we are not very good at actually seeing how much time we have cuz we always think that, you know, I have to do it now. I have to like, you know, how to be a programmer in 24 hours. I have to do it now. Yeah. And then yeah. and then we're like, ah, I'll just, you know, I'll just watch TV another day, watch another six hours on Netflix, and, and you think you're going to live forever. So it's like we have these two uh, faulty ways of living when really it's probably somewhere in between. You need to find a balance yeah. between them. What an episode no. idea. You make a good point, though, too, about like, you know, <laughs> um, that idea too that like you know i have so much time so i'll just put it off because it's only going to take me a day or it's only going to take me two days rather than like you know what you said about that study like if you spend five minutes a day you're more likely to learn it than if you spend three hours a week once a week you know i think mm -hmm. that consistency over time really does pay off and that also requires i think balance is like you know i guess to say it more simply it's just self it's just control right having control over your life living intentionally rather than like living day-to-day -day kind of like a ping-pong ball with pleasure and comfort as the goal because mm. then we don't do what we want to do we don't do things that are for us and we're not creating a life for us you know yeah so okay so here's another balance thing about having control oh because that can sometimes be a, a nasty thing when you try and have <laughs> I've, I've dealt with this recently trying to have control and it just backfires uh yeah. it's kind of like finding the balance between having control and surrendering into it oof yeah 
Mm-hmm. Well, do you think like that is a good point? Do you think that like having control requires surrendering though? To like the stuff you don't want to do? Because you know, like like I I mean I think of balance as like or at least I think of the goal as balance as like living the life I want to live, right? Like the balanced life is going to be the ideal life that I want to live, right? And when it's out of balance or out of sync, I'm not living that way. Mm-hmm. And like part of that is doing things you don't want to do, obviously, because you have to get them done in order to move on to the things you want to do or move on to the other stuff. So how do you manage that or not manage it? <laughs> I've, I mean, my my way has always just been like put my head down and power through. But <laughs> clearly, yeah. clearly there's repercussions of that doesn't always work out perfectly. And uh, yeah. Maybe that's also it, though, is that it doesn't always work out perfectly. Like, even when we have to try try to have control, things happen that we lose mm-hmm. it, you know? I mean, I experienced that, like, four months ago. You know, I thought I had everything lined up going a certain way. And then, like, one of my, my father had some health issues, and it just threw a wrench in everything. Because, one, I was mentally, it totally, you know, you know, when stuff like that happens where mentally your mm-hmm. mind goes away for a little mm-hmm. while. And, like... I was I had to totally reduce like what I was doing because I just didn't have the mental capacity left to like handle all that I wanted to. And it's like, you know, it's really hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So it seems like there's kind of balance that needs to be struck in almost everything we do. Yeah, this is the problem. Life <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, right. is hard. Life is very hard sometimes. Oh it's my weird. gosh, it's it's terribly hard and you don't get an instruction manual. No, I wish you did. We're trying, trying our best to make sort of one. (laughs) Dude, but it's crazy because most people's instruction manual is freaking Instagram. And it's like, can you, can you even imagine like the misery that a lot of people go through because of that? You know, I was talking to somebody again. It's so funny. Like all these things are going to happen to all of us. We're all going to deal with suffering. We're all going to deal with stress and anxiety. We all deal with death. We all die. And yet, like, we all deal with love, heartbreak, all these things in life that are hard and difficult. We all deal with change and big changes. Yet, we never teach anybody how to deal with those things healthily or in the right way. You know, we tell everybody they need to have success. They need to get all these achievements. But we don't tell them how to how to teach themselves, how to do it in a way where they don't lose themselves completely. We don't, like, we don't prepare people in any way. And then the people teaching us don't know how to do it because they didn't learn it. So they just skip by it like you'll figure it out and half of them are like miserable you know it's like it's really funny that we don't like think about like i think that we think of life in such a way where it's like the achievements matter more than the happiness and stuff or like you know that, like making yourself feel important matters more than anything else and so like we don't actually think about like what a good life is i think it's very interesting mm-hmm. yeah because achievements really don't contribute to a good life you, you think they do when you're going after them. But then once you get them, it's kind of like, no, nah, no. I mean, you know, I think they can like some things can like some achievements, like, you know, like um, learning, like, you know, wanting really bad to do something. It can it can feel good and it can make you, it can be a part of a good life. I think definitely like we have to feel successful. We have to feel like we're growing to feel good. At least personally, I do. But like mm-hmm. it can't be all of it. Right. Because it's not all, that's that alone will not mm-hmm. make you happy. Definitely doesn't. Mm-hmm. I know it doesn't. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's yeah. an empty, an empty promise. Oh yeah, yeah. But yeah. gratitude's been a good one. Just focusing. Like I, I actually heard uh, that. Like the, I think it was Steve Harvey. He was talking, and he was saying that like if you write down a list of all the things you're grateful for, 
and you actually just mentioned this earlier in the episode that like the next day you'll have more things to be grateful for. And then you write those down and the next day you'll have more. And it's just like, but if you just focus on the bad things, you'll never see the good ones. Yeah. You have to have positivity, right? Because it just like, it compounds. It really does. I've noticed that so much because I remember being, this is a funny example, but I remember being younger, right? Like, especially like really young and like, you know, you think you like somebody and then you notice one thing about them and that one thing becomes over-exaggerated, right? And it's like you forget everything else that you did like about them. I'm sure this happened to everybody, if you know what I'm talking about. And then like, Mm -hmm. or the same with like, say like a job, right? You really like a job or parts of a job, but then one thing, like another person or some aspect changes in the company and everything, it just seems like everything about it now is horrible, right? And it's Mm -hmm. like you you instantly forget. So if you focus on what you're grateful for, I think you can bury all of those negative things down and put them in perspective. Okay, it's like, so, okay, yeah, there's this one thing, but I have all these things. So is it really worth destroying this because of that one thing? Probably Mm. not, you know? Or if it is, then, okay, then that's a big thing and maybe you should, you know? I mean, it's a way to at least make sense of it. Yeah. Yeah, because almost all the things we have, at one point we wanted them. Like the job that we hate, at one point we applied yeah. for it. You know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nobody put a gun up to our head and said, yeah. "Start working." Yeah, I think too. It's also like when we do that too. It's also a way to kind of distract ourselves from taking responsibility and taking action. Because like, if there is one thing and it really is there, well, then is there anything I can do to change it? Like, say it's your job, and like you haven't gotten a raise. Well, what can you ask for a raise? That might be a way to go about it. Like, and if they don't give you one, okay, then you can go from there. But did you do anything about it yet to actually try and change it? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you know, if it's your partner, they don't seem to be talking to you as much. Well, did you talk to them? <laughs> did you make, you know, did you make an effort? You know, it's like, uh-huh. I think looking at it that way can help us kind of like, kind of find that balance and also just think about these things differently and take action rather than being passive or being like, you know, denying things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. So anything else about balance? Yeah, we can end it. That was all over the place. Okay. I don't know what the hell we talked about. I know, That's right? fine. <laughs> yeah, that is, I promise I'll be better next week. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Who cares? It's all right. We'll live. <laughs> all right. <laughs> well, that is all for today's episode on how to find balance. This is the Existential Stoic Podcast. Make sure to check us out where you find your podcasts and uh, also on YouTube. I'm Randy. That's Danny. I'll see you later, Danny. Later, Randy. <laughs>